with Alan Moore. It's that day of the week and that time of the day. It's Wednesday night and you're listening to Mainland Europe's number one radio sports show. It's Capital Sports Live and Loud from the studios of Capital FM here in Moscow. I'm Alan Moore. I'm Mika Serena Bichkova. And we have another amazing, truly amazing show for you tonight, just as I said to Eli just a little while ago. Uh, not only do we have a guest that will light up, up your night and light up our studio, I'm sure, as well, but we have a lot, lot more. Go on, say it. Okay. <laughs> so we have all the news, views, reviews and previews that are worth hearing about in the world of sports. Right, Katarina, give us a teaser about our super, super guest tonight. Yeah, we do have, like, let's say, a good friend of mine, oh. <laughs> a former tennis player and a girl who showed a really good results, jumped from one country to another, but we're still back for the Russian team and... Um, who is she? You will know a little bit later. Okay. So, and you're still not picking music, so don't. Uh, she can pick a song. Uh, well, yeah. She can pick a no, song. No, <laughs> no. Not me. No, 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 not yet, not yet, not yet. You're still, uh, you're still in promotion. Uh, but well, you know, the band always have some limit. Well, not with like say Russian doping your band for life. <laughs> sorry. Okay. <laughs> so we're going to figure that out was in a second. A nasty joke. I'm sorry. No, I know. So okay, Ali told me that like maybe late, later on, someday you might be late again. So okay, we'll move on. Uh, we have English Premier League. We have a rugby roundup. We have last week's European football and next week's deciders. We have of course the Russian Premier League. Some sports from stateside at the end of the show, and uh, of course we'll be having a chat about Friday's World Cup draw and of course our guest. Uh, first, a little bit on that ongoing saga that is doping in sports well last week we had a discussion with uh, Andrew Farmer of Russia today uh, about doping and the nonsensical battles surrounding it well it got a little bit well actually it got a lot worse this past weekend with Britain's The Daily Fail reworking some old information about uh, Russian footballers and doping which we knew about last summer and which was already disproved now this information as I said has been released by Dr. Death or Dr. Rodchenkov and was investigated by FIFA already Um, Russian football of course has been under the spotlight with if we remember in summer 2016 the entire Rostov team giving a surprise en masse dope test before they even had their breakfast. Uh, of course, they were all cleared and, well, naturally, Leicester City, who won the English Premier League that year in a bit of a shock with some very dodgy physical trainers, they, uh, well, they weren't really looked after at all. So, um, or looked at at all. So, with less than a week to go to the uh, to the big, big draw, the Daily Fail and others, they're going to have a, a bit of a dig at Russia. We know it's going to happen. You really think this is a clickbait? That they released the article for more links or clicks or stuff like this? Yeah, I do indeed. Right. Yeah, it's good. No, clickbait, you're right. You're right to say that because uh, these people, they don't really care about sports or even countries. Uh, it's just money. And they chose this time with the run to the World Cup to try and maximize their own sales of advertising and interest and so on. So, yeah, it's just the media business. Yeah, well, that's cool. But at the same time, more Russian athletes getting banned without evidence. I know. <laughs> or, well, at least evidence we're not allowed to see or these kind of scratch marks on yeah, these Yeah, but don't bottles. you find this very weird? I do. No, you can't really for years it doesn't make sense for me okay if people are doping like Andrew said last week ban them get rid of them get them out of sport if coaches are doping get rid of them if doctors are doping get rid of them but this is it's a complete joke and uh, you know two years I said this that this focus on Russia had set the fight back against doping about five years now I think if you worse I think it's actually gotten worse you know because I am look I'm getting angry about it but um, maybe we should do a proper show about it next week 
Okay, well, we'll get some... Okay, I think we can I think we can arrange that. I think we can. So, yeah, let's think of it. Well, it's going to be fireworks. <laughs> it will be, definitely. Um, okay, the English Premier League. There are six matches on uh, tonight. Uh, there were some good ones last night as well, of course. So, uh, three kick off at 10.45 and three at 11 o'clock. Arsenal, they are looking to follow up on Sunday's 1-0 win over Burnley with a victory over Huddersfield Town, a team who almost scuppered Man City at the, the weekend. Chelsea, they're home to Swansea City and look for three points after a 1-1 draw at Anfield. Those matches are both the early kickoffs. Uh, meanwhile, the team who drew with Chelsea at the weekend, Liverpool, they are away to Ivan, Ivan Korsh's Stoke City. Man City, they will look to stay unbeaten at home to Southampton, who crushed Everton 4-1 on Sunday. And while Everton will look to win the battle of relegation-bound teams, and of course they're playing tonight against West Ham, those three are 11 o'clock stars. The table still tied, just checking. Only eight points separate second and eighth places. Man City really are running away with this. Are you still backing them, even if Man U won last weekend? Yeah, I'd be wrong not to. I, I just can't see Man City or Chelsea or anyone else uh, cashing them. So, listen, yeah, so yesterday's results, I mean, we'll, we'll go through them in a little bit. Uh, and I'm not going to change my mind. I would not change my mind. Uh, what do we look uh, forward to this weekend? What is what? your pickup? Oh, well, this weekend, what's my pick of the weekend? Well, the early kickoff, of course, is at Stanford Bridge on Saturday between New, uh, Chelsea and Newcastle. I think Newcastle, they are good enough to spring a surprise. Uh, it'll be a good match uh, no matter what. Uh, that's off at uh, 3.30. Are you going to ignore Man U, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, come on. I mean, no, I won't, I won't. Uh, Man U, they are away uh, at Arsenal. That's an 8.30 kickoff on Saturday. Uh, this is really a battle for second place. Uh, you know, fairness, it really is. So, um, Arsenal, well, well, here's... Well, you know, they're not going to make it easy. Um, though Jose Mourinho is not a friend of Arsene Wenger. With, and this mainly stems from a kind of a stupid joke that he made, um, that, that Mourinho made many, many years ago when he was working with Chelsea. What did he say? If it's clean enough to air, <laughs> come on. No, it's nothing really that bad. Some I mean, inside? <laughs> well, I mean, everyone knows. It, it basically, uh, it was, um, Wenger was always making comments about Chelsea and what was going on. And then, you know, Mourinho says, well, he's always looking at Chelsea. He's a bit of a, a voyeur, which is a bit like cheeky. Voyeur, like a peeping Tom? Yeah, like a guy who looks in people's <laughs> windows at night. Yeah, like Mourinho, he was trying to be, jo- be you know, to make a joke. He was trying to be funny. It was funny. But Arsene Wenger didn't like it and the media kind of made a bit of an issue about it. And, you know, in fairness, it was a storm and a shot glass, but it uh, did stir up a little bit of bad blood. Prediction? Mm, between uh. Mourinho and <laughs> Wenger? I, well, okay. Well, let's just say uh, a draw. Uh, it'll be a draw. Uh, I don't see either side being good enough to beat the other. Liverpool are away to Brighton. And before we came on air, you were telling that that was the first English match you saw. It was. Well, it was actually, it, it, it took place in Liverpool a uh, long, 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 long time ago in the FA Cup. Uh, we'd gone over, my dad, my brother, Sean and myself, uh, we went to Liverpool to, to um, see Liverpool play West Ham uh, in Anfield. Uh, but instead of the Cup, um, in where Liverpool played Brighton, uh, it was like it was put back. So uh, we travelled from Liverpool to London by train and uh, saw a friendly between West Ham and Dundee United on the Saturday. Then went back up to Wednesday uh, sorry, back up to Wednesday, back, back up on the uh, the train, back up to Liverpool on the Saturday night. And we watched Liverpool play Brighton on the Sunday afternoon, and Brighton won. And uh, then that Sunday night, we got the boat back to Dublin. Okay, but uh, listen, okay, first question, how long ago was it? How long ago was it? Uh, yeah, how, how long? 1980-something. 1980-something, oh, okay. yeah, it was a long time And I have ago. the second one. Go on. Uh, so, the first match was friendly match between West Ham and 
Dundee uh, United. Yeah. Who won? <laughs> Who won? It was a draw. 1-1. One, one. It was a 1-1 one, one draw. Yeah. yeah, but okay. You told me that um, Liverpool against... Um, Ah, Liverpool. Yeah, oh, that, no, it was the first against ah, Brighton. Were yeah. the first match you watched? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this well, is no, the, the question. First big game. No, well, okay. So yeah, so the first like the game, real match. Yeah, the real match, competitive game. A competitive first, game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because exactly. we've seen the friendly. Like I mean, but but I mean, Dundee was brilliant because West Ham were, were well, still are my team, and uh, we saw Tony Cotty, who's the great West Ham striker who played for Everton and afterwards and England. Uh, he made his debut that day, so it was just absolutely brilliant. We loved it, and the atmosphere was great, and it was great. My, you know, this is way way before the internet, so my yeah, dad. Had to Imagine for like, the kid when you first come for the stadium, oh, it could be huge. Yeah. yeah, and just like we've been to loads of big stadiums like in Croke Park and the whole lot bigger crowds. Was it packed? Like, yeah, full it was. Stadium? It was. And Anfield was massive. Manfield, I remember, was just amazing. So, oh, memories. Okay. So, <laughs> all right. So, moving on. <laughs> oh, very, very nice quickly. memories. It is nice memories, <laughs> like myself, my dad, my brother. And of course, this is before the internet. So, my dad had to go buy the railway tickets. He had to call, make phone calls from a, a phone box. To, <laughs> anyway, no mobile phones as well, of course. Okay. At 5 30 on Saturday, Wales and South Africa, they are bringing the Autumn Rugby Internationals to an end, like I just said with uh, Eli a bit earlier on. Uh, and as we predicted last week, the Wales-New Zealand match didn't disappoint with Wales just coming up short. They lost 18-33 in the end, but there were some stunning, stunning rugby on display. Uh, the big shock of the weekend, that came in Edinburgh, and very, very surprising, where Scotland destroyed Australia 53-24, and that meant that Australia have had conceded 134 points in just four matches. And yet they still win, managed to win two of those matches. How did Ireland do? Mm-hmm, yeah, okay, most important. <laughs> my favourite question. Yeah, I did watch the end of that match. So Ireland, uh, they beat Argentina by nine points. The second half was a bit ropey, a bit dodgy. Um, but this win and the Scottish win means that Ireland have risen to third in the world rankings. Um, New Zealand and England are in front of them. Uh, South Africa, they beat Italy in Italy to get some uh, form back before they play Wales, Wales this weekend. Is it true Japan drew with France? In France? Yeah, yeah, yeah. In Paris, yeah. They drew. Oh, I think it was in Paris. Yeah, they drew. Uh, it was 23-23. Yeah, you can text uh, Alice Cor- Con- Cornet about that. Um, in Twickenham, England, they beat Samoa 48-14 in a match that was more notable for Samoan players getting ripped off and not paid properly than anything else. I heard that they were getting paid. I mean, not getting paid. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, yeah, yeah, they weren't getting paid. It's, it's kind of, it's usual, it's powerful, of course, uh, because these small countries, they get mistreated very badly by big ones. Um, and there is such a massive amount of talent in the Pacific, really. And you just don't have a chance. Um, and there is, actually, there is a movie for any of the listeners to watch it um, called Pacific Warriors uh, about, I forget the World Cup, I think it was the last one in France. Uh, but all the countries from there are profiled, like Samoa, Tonga, Fiji, and the teams are so good. And if they had the same support, say, for example, as in Ireland or England, New Zealand, they would be just absolutely unbeatable. I mean, it's it's important, isn't it, for like, supporting athletes and teams? Yeah, of course. It's uh, always important that you have some support. It doesn't matter from where, like parents, coaches, um, uh, your team. And, uh, of course, if you have some, like, let's say, <laughs> incomes... <laughs> like extra money that some people can like sponsor you mm-hmm. then it's the perfect like actually because um, getting um, more professional you have to travel all around all around the world you have to pay like um, uh, every player could tell you that you need to pay for your coach or better to physio you, uh, who you, you really would love to to carry <laughs> no but, it's, I'm, I'm, but you, you it's travel a lot it's like it doesn't work yeah but you carry, you travel a lot like say on your own yeah. or with your mom or usually your, your yeah, but mom mostly or... I traveled with my mom when I was playing okay let's also uh, count this money when I when I was 
in main draw of Grand Slams. Yeah. I stopped traveling like uh, with her on like lower Small, level tournaments. Yeah. But I mean, but how much like how much of a boost is it, for example? Because one of the big battles uh, we had um, with different players we we worked with was that they wanted a coach with them. How important is that to have that kind of support, a coach with you? Like a oh, it's it's uh, it's so much important I cannot even um, explain because when you have someone who help you to do your, like to improve your technique on the way, on the road, uh, who can uh, support you mentally, who can be like also, who can take some responsibility from you, you know, when you're playing match, especially when you have this good connection with your coach that's important yeah that's Lightly. like this is a <laughs> this is the most important point let's say like this and uh, but we, we we take that um, we have a coach who have perfect connection with you so then in this uh, situation well this is the hugest support you can have well, it's important. That I mean, is a, it's the same. This is the most important. Well. Yeah, but but, but for this person, you need massively money. Massively so. Massively so. Exactly. Okay. Um, because because they get a salary and a percentage of winnings as well. Normally, yeah. Normally, yes. Yeah. So that's the way it works. Okay. So listen, we had a full European week last week, and while we know Spartak couldn't win, they drew one-one with Maribor, lose, uh, like drawing in the last seconds of that match. Uh, Siska, they did something amazing, and they won and kept a clean sheet when they beat Benfica last week at the uh, VEB. Uh, 2-0 so Loco well uh, we saw we saw them at our show we saw them win an absolute thriller against Copenhagen 2-1 um, and you know it was it was you know it was a you know, it was a pretty good game uh, Zenit they also won in Europe 2-1 against Barbara Skopje Zenit they are through to knock it round and they just need a draw with Real Sociedad uh, in Spain next week to finish top of their group uh, Loco they need to win as lean next week to be sure of spring football uh, Sharif are top of the group but they and uh, Loco um, well, they, Loco and Copenhagen are all fighting for two spots. Okay, so uh, you, you, you're good. You're, oh, you're has been really cool to me right now. So okay, so yeah. So Siska, we know they're they're going. She's laughing here because she doesn't want to speak about her whole two teams, Siska and Spartak. So Siska, they're going to be in Europe in spring. They are level nine points with Basel and have to go to Old Trafford and beat Manchester United to have a chance. Uh, and they also need Basel to slip up. Okay, so. And so, Spartak, <laughs> your other team? Yeah, Spartak are in the <laughs> exact same position as CSK, and they too need some English generosity. They plan in Anfield next Wednesday, and even a win will not guarantee them a place in mm-hmm. the Champions League knockout round. In any case, we will have at least three Russian teams in springtime action, and should Loco get a good result in the Czech Republic, it'll be a very happy new year. Right? Exactly, exactly. And of course, we are this weekend at the local Rubin game on Saturday. That, uh, yes, we are. Yeah, as we already said. So, or we're going to say a bit later. So, okay, so we are going out to our first break with our first song of the evening. This is, uh, well, I could say it's my choice, but it's also it's a very, very good song. It's, it's always your choice now. It is. This is oh, so much, oh, so nasty. Well, Ksenia will have a chance to pick. Uh, so, this is one that's heard in the stadiums, it's heard in advertising. It's one to really get you pumped up because it is about pumping up. So, this is Supergrass and Pumping on Your Stereo. We'll be back after this. Capital Sports with Alan Moore.